Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. I really hope that you can hear me. I'm not really sure. So um, I'm doing some things. Let me go on to my video because, again, I'm not sure if you can hear me. So I got my headphones on. I never tried to do it this way, but we're going to find out in a few minutes. So if you are out there on Facebook and if you are listening to the show, please let me know if you can hear me or not because I thought I was doing something by going out and buying me a a new microphone and and my headphones, I'm trying to turn the microphone, and all of that stuff. And for some reason, this stuff is not working. And so, again, if you cannot hear me, if you are on the radio, let me know, and I will take this stuff up. Let me try anyway because I'm not sure how this is working. But I was trying to stop all the banging that is going on because I'm still getting my house remodeled. So (laughs) I apologize. So today is March the 15th. So we're still in the month of March. And today's topic, I want to talk about it can get better. And when we talk about getting better, a lot of individuals are losing hope. They want to give up. Many individuals are slipping into depression. There's just so much going on in the lives of individuals. And I myself, I am trying to turn this around a little bit, but I am a licensed and being a therapist comes with many challenges, obstacles, and I hear a lot of things on a day to day basis. And a lot of times, even with individuals, I want you to know that therapy can help if you want the help. You know, there's a a lot of taboo, a lot of stigma as it relates to somebody getting therapy or talking to someone. We have life coaches out there. We have mentors. We have pastoral counseling. There's a lot of ways that individuals can connect with someone and talk to someone in order to make sure that what they are going through, experiencing, can be shared with another. Because today, I just want people to know that people do care. We're still dealing with COVID. Suicide rate is still high. Families are still experiencing poverty, domestic violence, child abuse, child endangerment, a lot. And sometimes, like I said, when we're watching the news and we're trying to find people to blame and we want to try to shame individuals, we're looking at CNN, seeing what's going on with the governor in New York, and and everybody has their own opinions in regards to what a person should and should not do. And even with this morning when I drove from Compton and came home today, I was listening to the radio and listening to many different um, views and commentaries and things that's being said. And one of the things that came up and they talked about racial biases. 
And I was like, wow. Even though we've been talking about this forever, it seems like, we learned that George um, Floyd's family was, got their, well, basically awarded a settlement. Hopefully things will go the way it's supposed to go and they will get the money because I've seen people get million-dollar settlements and stuff got tied up in courts and they took forever to get their money if they even got it. So, like I said, it can get better. Sometimes if you change your attitude, it can change your situation. So if you want to join me today on the show as we're talking about this, and like I said, I got my earphones on. I don't know if I put this into my phone if you can hear me, because I never did it that way, but I can't get these doggone microphones to work. I don't know if it's me or what I did. I need my intern back so she can help me with some of these gadgets, because um, it ain't that savvy when it comes to computer stuff. So we got to figure this out. So hopefully tomorrow's show will be much better, and you won't be hearing the bang, bang, banging on my floor, because hopefully all that old tile will be up, and he can start laying down my, my new floor. So, you know, it, it got a little better for me around here. So trying to do some home improvements. Now, when we talk about things getting better, and sometimes when we talk about our situation, sometimes it seems like individuals put a whole lot into what's going on in their life. And they focus more on what the problem or the situation is versus what the expected outcome could be. You know, and, and I know we're not living in a fairy a fairy tale land. I know we can't do like Dorothy on the Wizard of Oz and click our heels and start singing when I think of home and all that. I, I totally get that. And I know that the struggle is real. I am a true believer of that. However, it doesn't mean that we should give up hope. It doesn't mean that we should give up, nor does it mean that we should just throw in the towel. And I'm seeing that quite often that individuals have gotten to the place to where they are becoming so frustrated so they just don't know what else to do. They really don't. But if you just hang in there a little while longer. And I was I was today when I was getting dressed up it came to my mind that I wanted to share and I was trying to think about, okay, what am I going to tell my listeners today? What am I going to talk about when I tell them things to get better? Well, we want to encourage. We want to inspire. We want to empower individuals. You know, what word can a person tell you that you're really going to believe? Because if you don't believe it, you might not achieve it. And one of the things that um, – it, it was quite a few things that came into my spirit, like I said, when I was thinking about – if you change your attitude, it could change your situation. And I guess I'm getting old because I forgot what the other one was, just that fast. <laughs> so that's another thing when we start talking about um, it can get better. And I know I'm, I was telling my daughter, I am going to go on a fast, and my fast is going to be not complaining. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I am just not going to complain. So no matter how bad my arm hurts, my body, I'm just not going to complain. I'm just going to suck it up. I went to Kaiser today, and I had some people cracking up. I said, I'm shopping at the pharmacy like I'm at Walmart or something. And it's just one of those things that we're aging, we're getting older, 
So some of the things that we, you know, used to take for granted, we can't take it for granted anymore. And, and I'm going to say, just to make you know I wasn't playing, I want to, because I was playing about my arthritis, so I went about to some, some hot arthritis. I don't know why this person keeps calling me. This is why I don't like using my phone. So let me let them know that you're calling my office, but I am on the line. So... Okay, so again, like I said, if you want to join me, give me a call, and we can talk about some of the things that you want to get better in your life. And I would love to hear what you have to say, because like I said right now, I am really winging it because I can't hear. I don't know if you can hear me. So... If you can hear me, please write a comment on Facebook Live and let me know that you can hear me. And like I said, I was trying to, to not do the bang, 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 but, oh, I just did something. Oh, I was trying not to do the bang, 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 but apparently, like I said, um, the gentlemen don't know that I'm on the air and my I got two microphones and neither one of them are working right now. So there's nothing I can do about that, nor can I get to my gadgets and give you guys some information as it relates to, oh, I know what it was. Things getting better. One of the things that came to my mind when I was preparing for this show, and it's like talking to a child, and when you tell them to wait or to be patient, a lot of times when we are waiting for things to get better, it gets to the point to where the word patience come up a lot, meaning what does it mean to be patient? What does it mean to wait? And the one thing that came into my spirit is patience don't have no time. When someone tells you to be patient, it doesn't say wait a day, wait two days, wait a month. I remember even being a businesswoman, I used to tell my daughter, and she used to tease me when I would say, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. Every year, she'd be like, Mom, every year you say it's going to get better, we still broke. Mom, every year you always talk about it's going to get better. <laughs> and I can finally say, it got better. It really got better. And I mean better in our lives. And I'm not saying this to brag. I'm not saying this to boast because I know that a lot of individuals are going through but the one thing that I try to tell individuals is that I am a living witness that trouble don't last always, that just because you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel doesn't mean that there is not one. Because, like I said, patients don't have a time. When you're in pain, ain't nobody tell you how long that pain is going to last. But if you endure it and if you are obedient and if you are doing what you are supposed to be doing, trust and believe it can and it will get better. So I'm waiting on some individuals to call in and join me on the show. Like I said, I still don't know if people can hear me. I normally have like Joanne or Somebody tell me whether they can hear me or not. Nobody has said anything, so I hope I don't just have a blank show because that wouldn't do us any good. 
when we're talking about these things. Now, I want to go over some things that I had indicated as we're talking about it can get better. I said that today's show, in regards to individuals, appear to be dealing with a lot of mixed emotions. And sometimes those emotions can get us in a lot of trouble. We want to, or people would say that I'm saying or expecting the worst, or I'm saying the worst, but I'm really expecting the best to happen. And I used to say, why would you say something that you really don't want to happen to happen? And I guess it was a person's way of using reverse psychology, meaning that if I say this, maybe something else or something different will happen. But we start talking about that, it becomes quite confusing because many individuals don't know what a person really means by that when they're struggling or when they say, well, it's like me saying, well, I sure wish we can get some rain. But then you walk outside and your whole backyard is flooded. It's like, Lord, I didn't mean that much rain. I just wanted a little bit wet out here. You know, so we got to be careful with the words, basically, that comes out of our mouth. Because a lot of times those words can be not congruent with what we are really wanting to happen. So when we start saying these things, now, I want to go over some information when we start talking about mixed emotions or what does it mean to have mixed emotions because we start feeling some kind of way, that is part of what gets us in trouble is our emotions. How are you, how are you feeling about these things? Now, excuse me for looking down because this is the only way I can get some of this information because, like I said, I got to get Gidgets and gadgets all over the place. I feel like 99 on Get Smart. So when we start talking about okay. when we start talking about mixed emotions, what causes emotions is having multiple and often competing emotions about either a person or a situation. Now, with today's topic being entitled, it can't get better. Some individuals may apply this to their relationship or some of the things that they're going through, even if it's a work relationship. You know, is it going to get any better? Am I going to get a raise? Am I going to get promoted? What's going to happen? Am I going to even be able to go back to work? With COVID going on, am I going to be able to even open up my business? I was watching on the news, especially in L.A., and they were talking about some of the restaurants. Now, we all love to go eat. We do. And, but yet, it's not that one wants to see businesses fail or suffer financially, but we still just got to make sure that we are abiding by the CDC guidelines. We still got to make sure that we're social distancing. We still got to make sure that, and I'm going to say still wear your mask, even if you don't want to. I'll be wearing a mask and some of you feel like I'm about to pass out. But by that same token, I don't want to play with COVID. I don't want it. Thank God I haven't had it. Now, when we start talking about these mixed emotions, like I said, it is multiple or competing emotions. Now i got to find another charger because I did not plug up my um, new phones yet, which I need to do, about a situation. 
Give me a second. Okay. So, I got it. So, we start having these little things going on. These mixed emotions, they occur because one person are basically have encountered something new, a new situation, a new person, a new behavior, a new information to process, meaning how am I going to be dealing with this? You know, is it going to get better? Is it going to, you know, is it going to still be the same? Is that person working to change? I want to tell you something about a relationship. If we talk about things that get better, and Maya Angelou said this best. She said, "If someone tell you who they are, show you who they are, please believe them." A lot of times, we wait for people to change, and what happens is the person don't change; they actually change you. Meaning, they start changing how you view life. Not only how you view life, but how you start even feeling about yourself. A lot of times, even with just this topic, we talk about getting better. Some individuals got to get better with how they feel about themselves, what they think about themselves, what they, like I said, what they say about themselves, and not having these mixed emotions, even as it comes to them, or like I said, feeling towards someone. Now, having mixed feelings can often cause confusion. Now, with these confusions, it can leave you feeling uncomfortable, exhausted, and stuck. That's where the term mix comes from. Because you're having multiple and often competing emotions about, like I said, a personal situation. Now, with that even being said, it's like, how do I even identify that? How can I... You know, when we start talking about how we even want things to get better, and I'm going to combine it in regards to things getting better as well as when you're having these mixed emotions about things and wanting things to get better. And I'm getting this from the Internet, and it's talking about just some simple steps of what people can do. Make a list of what you want to get better or make a list of the feelings that you're having towards a person, yourself, or your situation. Pen and paper. Write it down. Because a lot of times when we say, well, what would you want to, how, how would you like to see things? Or tell me what's bothering you. And the person will say, nothing. Or I'm fine. No, you're not. So when we want things to get better, what do you want to see happen? Write it down. Then after you identify what you want to see or how you want it to be, choices and consequences. Model to sort through your feelings, and that's the first step to identifying all of the feelings you have about something, meaning why do you want it to get better? Why do you want it to change? Now, on your list, list all your feelings you can identify and be sure not to categorize those feelings as good or bad. You know, I could say one of the things that I would like to get better is I would like for our world to be more at peace. I would like for individuals to be healthy. And when I say healthy, I don't just mean food-wise because I just left Spader Brothers and um, Jeanette just brought so much food. Again, it's ridiculous, even though I am losing weight. But I had to buy some healthy food. So when I get off the show, I got to put the groceries up. But we start talking about 
what I'm saying, I would like for our world to be at peace and be healthier, meaning healthy spiritually, healthy mentally, healthy financially. And that's just to name a few because we got so much stuff that we can work on, you know, whether it's dealing with our own wealth, whether it's dealing with our own health, whether it's dealing with our own mental stability. That's where I want to see things get better. And even with raising our children. And I don't know if my daughter is listening, but I want to give her a compliment because I heard her, I overheard her this morning, praising my grandson encouraging him, motivating him, telling him and giving him compliments, because a lot of people don't even know how to accept compliments. And she was telling him, you're smart, you're handsome, you're very articulate. She was planting that seed, and I know part of what she was doing, she was inspiring him and encouraging him so he would have a good day at school, so that he wouldn't act out at school. But she didn't even know that I heard what she was saying. And I thought about that. I said, you know, if many parents would do that and start encouraging their children, inspiring their children, setting examples and role modeling for their children, that could change the outcome of what a lot of these young children are dealing with and going through. Because sometimes, quite often, they feel that nobody is listening and nobody cares. But I commend her for that because that's not something I did. You know, words are powerful. And, you know, we call our kids names. We tell them what they can't do. We don't really tell them what they can do, really, unless we want them to do something for us. So that is one of the ways of, like I said, it can get better. Because when we know better, we can do better. Now, I see individuals on Facebook Live that are got tuned in. Give me a call, 516-387-1914, because I do not like talking to myself. I really don't. Now, when I mentioned about making a list of how we're feeling, again, another example, how you're feeling towards someone might include if you're feeling disrespected, if you're feeling belittled, if you're feeling devalued, not only even at work, but also in a relationship with your significant other. You know, what are some of the things that you would like to get better or change in your relationship, and how would you like them to change? And also, how would you even be able to identify if the change is even occurring? And with your feelings also towards someone, such as whether no matter who it is, like I said, write it down. And the second one, think about a time you recently spent with this person, meaning how does that make you feel? Or how, when you go out into the world today, what are some of the thoughts that you have in your mind? What are you, you know, what are some of the things that you're thinking? What, what, how can you make a difference in the world today? How can you make it a better place? You know, those are just some of the things of, of encouraging individuals, inspiring individuals. Then when we get to that, identify, like I said, not only what makes you feel this way, but identify why you may have thought if that you felt that way, because feelings are interesting, and feelings can change. They can change. So you can be feeling one way about something today and totally different about something tomorrow. Now, I want to go back to 
it can get better. And a lot of times individuals say, well, Jeanette, well, what about if it's something and that we know the end is not going to be that great? We know that life and death is in the in the life and death is in the power of the tongue. I heard a person say the other day that they were in the middle of life and death, and I was like, "Wow, in the middle, I'm stuck. I don't know which way to go. You know, I I, I want to live, but yet I feel like I'm dying. And when we start just even thinking about stuff like that." Like, how can you and what would you say to a person that felt in the middle? Like, they're just speaking in some quicksand. Sometimes if you don't know what to say, don't say anything. Just listen. Let them process those feelings because sometimes once they get it out, then they will realize, you know what, I got more power than I thought I did. I also heard it be said, that's not my story, meaning a lot of times we see things and we think, oh, my God, I, I, I couldn't imagine. I mean, I couldn't imagine being in Kaiser Pharmacy buying stuff for arthritis. But, good Lord, I can't ball my fist up. It hurts so bad. So when we start even just talking about just this, can it get better? Will it get better? And when is it going to get better? <laughs> now, the thing can't get better, they talk about how things can only improve. Things can't keep going the way that they're going, and we just can't keep going on like this. It can't remain this way. But the thing is, you got to be willing to do something about it. There have been songs written about this topic. There's been, I'm quite sure, in regards to some of the lyrics that have been written, I'm looking at Howard Jones wrote something. Um, you know, I, I've never heard a song, but it's just some, even just some videos that they put together in regards to how can things get better. Even There was even a Things to Get Better movie. I didn't even know that. And I'm like, wow. And I'm just sitting up here just going through things like, ooh, for real? I didn't know that. Because, like I said, we want to know how. How can it get better? Now, as we're talking about this, and I want to, like I said, give me a call. Let's talk about some situations. Let's talk about some predicaments that individuals are in. Because part of it, like I said, encourage, inspire, provide resources, and give people hope. That's what we know and we'll realize that we can have a better tomorrow a better future, a better day. Because Jeanette going to have some better help. Jeanette, Jeanette ain't going out like that. I refuse. The devil is lie. I am not. Now, we start, I'm looking at some information, and I wanted to talk about even when individuals start talking about things getting better and how individuals, when they think that things can get uh, become worse, depression. I want people to know depression is real. And there are many individuals that are dealing with symptoms of depression. Symptoms of depression. We have to be mindful because some individuals can have suicidal thoughts, have suicidal ideations, 
and they just want to give up on life. Life is precious, very precious. Now, you can call 211. You can utilize if you have, if you're employed. Most employers offer EAP services, which is free, and they provide resources or link you with a therapist for the employee, their spouse, as well as their dependents. The bottom line is don't suffer in silence. Please don't suffer in silence. And I've got to share this. I mean, my son was dealing with a situation where one of his female friends that he was apparently dating committed suicide. And he was grieving, so he say, and going through the motions. And he called yesterday, and when he called, my daughter was doing my hair, and he said, Mom, and, um, can you put Coco on the phone? And my daughter was like, really? He called to speak to the dog. He didn't call him ask for his kids. He didn't call to say how y'all doing. He asked to speak to the dog. <laughs> so my daughter was like, I've never seen that. Like, I, I've never heard anything like that before. So when we started talking about and I said, well, I guess he traveled his grief process or whatever. Now he's focusing on the dog. So I want you to know that, and please know, that things will get better. They can get better. Now I'm looking at an article, and this article it indicates that when you feel stuck in your life and you don't know what's next, that empty feeling can cause you to daydream. It can cause you to lose focus. And, you know, and a lot of things can be going on. Like I said, individuals have lost their job. Their career could be going downhill. Their health could be failing. They could have lost a loved one. Or they could just be even going through a rough time because of a breakup in a relationship, a marriage, or somebody could ghost you, or whatever the case may be. Because we're all waking up each day dealing with difficult situations. And the interesting part is what's difficult to one person, somebody else may have already been through it. Now, to be human is to endure these difficult or these difficulties on a daily basis and somehow find joyful moments in it. You know, I've done a Tuesday we do the show from the pulpit to the couch where we offer biblical teachings. And you also hear from myself, Jeanette Abney, a licensed therapist. We make it fun. We make it funny by being entertaining. But by that same token, we're offering and we're providing information that individuals can use on a day-to-day basis. When we start trying to find these joyful moments and counting it all joy, that can be draining for some individuals. Some individuals become overwhelmed. Some individuals are becoming overwhelmed with life. Now, the challenges of some of these things, including our economic economic cycle, can scare many individuals. Like I said, with what's going on, and some individuals have gotten their stimulus check already. I was telling a friend of mine yesterday when I was I'm on my way home. I said, you know what? A lot of people must have got their check because these the malls is crowded, the restaurants, the parking lot is packed, and I'm like, really, really. And I'm not going to tell people what to do with their money because you can do whatever you want to do with it, but use wisdom. Use 
wisdom. Now, when we start talking about these things and individuals don't know what to do or even know why things are happening the way it is, these are just some individuals, I mean, some things that people, they experience. Now, I want to give some information, and it talks about how do we overcome the suffering? How do we overcome? How do we know things are going to get better? I tell individuals, my daughter had me watching The Hunger Games um, <laughs> Saturday. We binged watching The Hunger Games because I told her I don't like watching movies like this. I don't understand it. He started from the beginning. So I literally watched eight hours of The Hunger Games. But one of the things that I found out was these individuals went through some situations and some times, and they had to fight for their life. I was like, ooh, I don't know if I could have endured all of that. I don't know if I – you don't know who to trust, who not to trust, because the main thing they were trying to do was survive. A very interesting movie, even though it's in sequels, but it's very interesting. Because at the end of the day, that was something that showed me things I bet for them too. Everybody didn't make it, but things did get better. So how do we overcome the suffering and believe that things will get better without necessarily needing to know why. I was talking about patience, but some individuals get stuck, stuck on the why, the why me, why not you, why does this have to happen, you know? We don't need to obsess over the cure. We just need to know that there will be a cure. And I'm not talking about the vaccine for COVID because I know that we've had about three or four, four different um, vaccinations that they're talking about, but we need to know that there is a cure, and that's how we know that things will get better. When I always say that I'm obedient, I'm obedient, but I'm not foolish. I'm not going to listen to what everybody tell me because I'll say this. I was at the pharmacy today where they were supposed to be changing my hypertension medication. And I'm laughing, but even though it ain't funny, because sometimes you got to be your own advocate. And as the lady in the pharmacist came up to me, I had a question. My question was, and first I listened to what the lady said when she told me to take one pill a day. Uh, I get that. Common sense, read the label. Secondly, then after she finished everything, I said, well, I have a question. My doctor said, he was trying to protect my kidneys. So then I need to know which medication am I discontinuing. He looked at me and said, oh, you're supposed to take all three. No, I'm not. And I'm looking at her like, mm-mm. Kind of remind me of how my mother used to say, Kaiser kill people. And then I had another doctor that used to say, people don't die from illnesses. They die from complications from medications. So that made me realize, Jeanette, if you want your health to get better, you got to do some work. So I'm looking at the lady, and I said again, ma'am, if the woman is telling me that the medications that I was already taking, that she needs to change them, that lets me know something is going to be alleviated, or I'm not going to be taking No, ma'am, you're supposed to take all three. I told the woman, I said, look, I'm not trying to be on hypertension medication overdose. 
<laughs> the other pharmacists and the people that just they, they just start laughing. I said, "Baby, you're not gonna give me all these medications to take at one time." If the woman told me that they're trying to protect something, how is it gonna be protected if I'm still taking the medication? So then another pharmacist came out and he, he said to me, "Ma'am, just continue the other medications and just take this one." I said, "Thank you very much." And when I was walking out, the other pharmacist was like, bye, Miss Abney, bye, Miss Abney. And I'm just waving, looking out to her. I'm like, uh-uh, no, no. Because in that situation, that woman was really about to make things real bad for me. But I wasn't feeling it. So that made absolutely no sense to me. So I'm obedient, but I ain't nobody's food. That I'm not. So when we start listening and people start telling us things and giving us advice, even medical advice, get a second opinion. Do your homework. Do your research. You know, I tell individuals that precious predicaments, the word precious came is my mother's nickname. And I thank God for her because a lot of times I could be places and I think about what she said. I think about what she done. I think about a whole lot of stuff because she was trying to pave the way. For me and my sisters, I was talking to my sister. She, we were talking about being pre-diabetic. I thought it was just me. She was like, no, me too. So it can get better when we accept it and we decide, you know what, now it's time to do better. Now, I hope that lady didn't think that I was being disrespectful at Kaiser today because I really wasn't. But I, I, I wasn't going to be coming home taking three pills for hypertension. That wasn't going to happen. So when we start talking about that, and like I said, we just know that there will be a cure. Now, somebody is calling in. Thank you, Jesus. Let me log them on. Thank you. Hi, this is Thank you for calling in. Because I get tired of talking about myself. How are you doing? Number ended at 85. I'm doing well. Thank you. My name is Devonnie Jordan, and um I'm calling and I just saw your class on, on, on Facebook. And I really have something mm-hmm. to add to that, but I also wanted to listen and share when it's appropriate. Thank you. Please share, because that way you give me a break. I have to treat some water. And I'm trying to put this to where <laughs> I got it by the computer so it can hear it, too, because I'm trying to hook up microphones. I'm buying and ordering new mics, but I didn't give up. <laughs> it's I'm like, going I'm doing the same thing. Don't, you know what? That's why I tapped in. I'm doing the same thing. I'm also an LMFT. Well, I haven't got my license yet, but I am an AMFT, so Associate in Marriage and Family Therapist also. And so when I saw that, I said, hmm, let me go on. I am, don't worry. I'm doing the same thing, trying to learn to hook a mic, trying to get everything final. You know, I don't know all that stuff, but it's okay. We're doing what we can do. Okay. Um, for me, so um, I had a, mm-hmm. okay, so what I had a conflict with my oh, sister. I in this field. See, you coming in, I'm on my way out. I, I've been doing it for a long time. I am so grateful. Oh, I wow. Learning my daughter is on her way to college, and when she said that she was focusing on a degree in psychology, I said, thank you. I thought my daughter was going to do it, but hey, if you got to be a granddaughter, so be it. So tell the listeners Amen. what you about in regard as it relates to this topic, meaning it can get better. Okay, so to the topic as to it can get and it will get better. You know, things come about 
we have to continuously pray and, you know, and, and talk to our, our God, our Heavenly Father, and ask him to deliver us from the people that are around us that are driving the driving force in our unhappiness. We're already going through this pandemic where we're dealing with a lot right now on our plates. And to top it off, we, the only people that we find that can pierce us mostly is family members. Family members have a way of coming in, creeping in, and bringing their their load, they want to dump. They can't find some place to dump other than their family. And then, unfortunately, it's the ones of us that stands out the most. Unfortunately, in the black community, when we look at, you know, people that are prosper, are trying to prosper and educated in education and to have educated themselves in our families, that the, the direct thought to that is you think you're better than, right? And we have mm-hmm. to fight proving that that's not who we are trying to be, that we're just trying mm-hmm. to be a better version of ourselves than we were the day before. So, see, nobody mm-hmm. comes into the world with a, with a cup that says or a scroll that tells you life by life, I mean, step by step in life, how do you live? But what we do is we try to encourage others. When we learn, they say, iron sharpens iron, right? That's the scripture in the Bible. We, mm-hmm. we try to do that. We try to sharpen those you know, behind us, sisters, brothers, siblings, cousins, whoever, we want them to also find that plateau in their life. After have gone through education, you discover mm-hmm. the discovery process and you discover different things, mm-hmm. but you get shut down in your immediate family for being that person that's trying to live life according to the will that you know. And the sad and unfortunate part of that is... You know what? You should have called it on the when I did the show about strife. Because that is mm. definitely an interesting topic, and individuals don't realize that when they're going through because they don't realize what it takes to get through. And I tell individuals, like I said, you coming in at a time where I'm about ready to go out, but even mm-hmm. dealing with family, I tell so much, even to this day, feeling misunderstood, a family thinking, well, you just doing this, or, or you making all that money, or you got because you got two companies and you do, but they don't realize what, you know, like they say, what you do to get, how you get it, sometimes you got to do that. And That's right. And, they know, don't understand that. Have, and it's not easy. It's not. And you can go to people that you trust or, you know, are you supposed or you think you can trust, and sometimes they be the main one that be backbiting, that be putting you down, that be and it's just it's just so sad. It is really sad. It's disheartening. And it's disheartening. It's sad. Mhm. As you're talking, mm-hmm. I'm trying to plug up some speakers because I'm sitting here like, okay, we're okay, gonna no, get no, to no work problem. because yeah. No, you can so keep talking it because I got the phone, got okay. the thing, but I just want to make sure that the listeners are hearing also. This information that you are sharing, because when mm-hmm. we think that you know, like when we try to change our situation, we try to change our life, we try to better our better ourselves. Sometimes people become discouraged because the same individuals that you want to be your cheerleaders, or you know, because you're not doing it for them, you're doing it for yourself. But yet those same That's individuals right. do the same. Will try to knock you down, and you just got to get right. on up and keep on going. You know what I and I and as I recognize it is you know strife and jealousy and so many things that go with it which a strife is a part of that is a part of strife and it's sad to see you know we only want 
to do best for ourselves and our family. See, I think that the majority of us that have gone on to educate themselves and to make make strides okay. in life yeah, has been true. has been done so, so because true. of we the do generational and we shouldn't be yes, generational wealth that we, we hope are. to you know achieve. We really shouldn't. But hang on in there and, and you know what? Hey. And if you have any questions, give me a call. I sure hey, will. Thank you. Yes. Because I'm very easy to find and um, I've been in this field for so long. You know, even with what you're saying about even being an AMFT, I remember, yeah. I didn't know that she wasn't, or they say you ain't supposed to have business being a unlicensed therapist. But when I bought my company, mm-hmm. I didn't have a license. But I didn't mm-hmm. know what the hell I was doing. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I'm great. That's right. And I was telling them the other day that no one, mm-hmm. well, I said no one. I had to figure it out. I had to figure right. out what I needed to know. I had to figure out how to, a LLC from an S corp to a C corp to a, you know, but, <laughs> but yes. And, and I can say, it's been 16 years. 16 wow, and I'm right years. there. I'm at that figuring it out part. Don't know. You know what I mean? <laughs> Trying to, yeah, God is good. This is a purpose. Be a divine connection. Yeah. That's what this is. Um, Google my name. You can find me off the air. And if you and, and I enjoy helping other people get to either where I am and honey, go sky high, go go past me. Don't just be where I am. Amen. Go further Amen. than where I. You know because Amen. I have um, I have three. Well, I basically have five office locations. I have an office, three mm-hmm. in Orange County, one in Fullerton, Garden Grove, Huntington Beach, under the Center for mm-hmm. the Treatment of Addiction, and I also have J.A. Precious, Inc., which is located in Oceanside, and I have an office in Marietta. But oh, so you, you know, are I in California, week, I do the 52-week domestic violence program, the child abuse, the substance abuse, parenting, co-parenting. I work with individuals with mental health. I do the SAP as a SAP professional. So a lot of times, mm-hmm. and one of the reasons why I do what I do, because when I was going through, nobody wanted to share no information with me. They mm. looked at me as if I was their competition versus looking oh at God. me as a resource. And that's mm-hmm. why I will open the door, tell mm. people share. You know, people go do what they want to do, but at least mm-hmm. giving somebody opportunity. I told people in a heartbeat, I would rather have an opportunity than a handout any day. Just you understand what I'm, girl, listen, this is a divine connection. God put me on this line to see your number and see your information when I did and to call in to, to have in my heart the desire to want to share with somebody else because that's who I am and put me in contact with you. I have been, look, it's the same thing. You can't find people with information. You try and you try. But you don't give up. You just keep trying. You keep trying. You get up. You, you know what I mean? But, no, I'm, I work at a university. I focus my, you know, degree on education. But I am definitely looking to nonprofit in a sector, start a nonprofit in a sector that I can be of a helping. I have envisioned having, a, you know, a big center with all those services, job coaching, uh, family reunification, um, uh, mentoring, uh, mental health. You know, just a, uh-huh. a plethora of services, and I see that. God, listen, I'm telling you, this was no accident that I called in today. It really wasn't. 
And I want to thank you. I'm well, definitely going to look you up. And... Yeah, let me give mm-hmm. you a little hint. You don't have to start off with a nonprofit. You can start off with an escort. And um, even with an escort being a for-profit, there's the only difference between for-profits and non-profits because see, some individuals be thinking about donations. A lot of individuals and a lot of big companies don't donate to companies like that anyway. So at least you can get started with an S-Corp, and if you have to convert it over to a C-Corp, you can also do that at a later time. But at least start with mm-hmm. an S-Corp and then start trying to get you some county contract, and then that way you can start your cash flow, and then once you become licensed, you can do other things too. But a lot of times individuals talk mm-hmm. about a nonprofit. See, nobody owns a nonprofit. A nonprofit is ran by your board of directors. And you'll start mm-hmm. that company and get things going. And like you're talking about jealousy and strife, they'll vote you out your own company. Mm. So don't start with a for-profit, an S-corp, and then that way you can start with owning all of your shares. Or if you want to mm. get shareholders, then you can sell off your own shares as a for-profit, but don't give up more than 51% because then you're giving them voting power. Mm. Okay. Wow, so, wow, like thank I said, you. A lot of times people think I need to do nonprofit. I didn't, no, no. I remember talking to my dad one time. He got so mad. He said, nonprofit? I ain't no nonprofit. I ain't going to want no, I want a profit. And he didn't realize <laughs> that the only difference is the, the way you do your taxes. Because it can take some time if you try to do a nonprofit because you got to get the, um, the paperwork done with the IRS. And all they do is exempt you from that state franchise tax. And that's eight hundred dollars a year. So that uh uh-uh. uh don't 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 do yourself like that. I tell individuals when I started the second company, J A Precious, people become like, I gotta save mm-hmm. money, I gotta save money. Girl, I had I found a hundred dollars in my purse. I needed I was I think I was like ninety dollars short. So I wind up with like ten dollars in my savings account and still started a whole nother corporation. And that corporation has been in existence since 2011. Mm. So don't do that to yourself. Just, just don't. Okay, thank you. Thank but you. We can talk. you. Do you have workshops or webinars on how to get started? Huh? What were you saying? I was saying, do you have webinars and, you know, something like on how to get started? What's first steps or, you know, like, what do you do? <laughs> No, I don't. I do not have webinars. Webinars for dummies. You, when you said when you said nonprofit, I just gave you some information. Mm-hmm. I do not do webinars. I don't. No, I don't. I don't. And you know what? And that's a good idea with what you just said. I just don't do it. Mm-hmm. But I don't mind yeah. sharing the information, helping individuals, teaching them, guiding them through the paperwork. But I've never did a webinar or anything like that to do that. I haven't. So that's a whole other thing you were saying, but I'm like, ugh. <laughs> I know, like another plate, right? Another subject, another piece of something on your plate that's already platter, rather that's already full. Yeah, I get it. Well, I got a lot of work to do. I I got... It's just I just never thought of doing a webinar on how to get started in business and stuff like that because, see, my business was not a – I wasn't a business major. Mine was mm-hmm. I wanted to be an attorney and retire as a judge. So I've worked okay. in the court system. I have, mm. you know, I went to school for clerical accounting. I did the, you know, studied law enforcement. So even as a therapist, I'm well-rounded in a lot of areas. 
Mm-hmm. And I've always Amen. been, even in elementary and middle school, I was always a straight-A student. So it wasn't that I was a bookworm. Mm-hmm. It came natural to me. And I, it like I said, I just enjoy talking yeah. to individuals and doing what I do. But I also tell individuals, I know Amen. what I need to know when I need to know it. If I don't need to know it, Amen. I don't want to know it. But just Amen. talking to you with what you just said, I just responded. Because mm. I've been there, done that. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So and maybe, and maybe that was a book written by Earl Graves. And Earl Graves wrote a book entitled How to Succeed in Business Without Being White. And that business taught me pretty much everything that I needed to know. So when I went up against a lot of obstacles, when I went up against a lot of diversity, girl, honey, I just laugh mm-hmm. and I smile. And they would say, Jeanette Abney got a cavalier approach. Jeanette Abney, just, I wasn't going to let them break me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and and That's trust right. and believe, trust and believe, huh? I not been through it. I not been through it to where I could have lost mm-hmm. every time, but it didn't go down like that. But God, mm-hmm. I'll never forget one time a lady told me mm-hmm. that they was having a meeting. I said, "Well, mm-hmm. why y'all didn't invite me to the meeting?" She said, "The meeting was Ooh. about you." <laughs> ah. She said, "She said they wanted to know what they could do." And how they was going to try to put me out of business. She said it. And how I always bounce back. The woman said, I told them, you got a personal relationship with Jesus. Amen. <laughs> so when they oh, say no weapons formed against you, they'll prosper. Honey, don't mean the weapons won't mm. be formed. They just won't, they won't mm. prosper. Jesus. So, I, girl, they tried to put mm. me out of business so many times. It's ridiculous. They said mm. one time, we'll give her her contracts back once she lose her houses. And uh, be pushing the truck cart and lose everything I own. I'm like, I had my houses before I bought the company. It was jealousy. I didn't know nothing mm-hmm. about professional jealousy. You it know what's angry. crazy? I don't even. I don't even have a reason for people. People I don't even know. It just when you have that power, that leadership, that that God given talent, that 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 connection that God gave you, you show up mm-hmm. in ways. That that bright you're so bright, you know what I mean. And people that are dim already are convicted by your mm-hmm. light. I always get attacked by people I don't even know mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Maybe it's the way I, I that's that's something you say that I'm telling you. This was a divine connection. God wanted me to be on this line with you right now, and I don't know if the listeners are listening, but I hope they can get something from it because you know what? There are so many of there are so many people that are that way. That's exactly the way it's been happening with and for me, even at work. I'm like, why do they, mm-hmm. you know, because you, it's not about who you are. It's about whose you are and the knowledge That's that true. you possess. Mm-hmm. That is true. That's what I'm saying. You know, um, I tell individuals when I talk about me with Orange County, I was working for the county. I got fired three times in one year and wound up buying oh and God. starting my own corporation. <laughs> And I had a job that I liked. I was a court mediator investigator. Was my last job. And then prior to that, I used to do mm-hmm. assessments and evaluations for nonviolent drug offenders for Prop 36. So mm-hmm. I, did, I worked as a worker before. So I've done quite a few things, like I said, to have me to be well-rounded in a lot of areas. It's just now I'm getting a little older. So like I said, I'm at the pharmacy now by arthritis creams, which ain't no fun. But it's all good. <laughs> So, good. <laughs> so the thing is, you wow. live and you learn, 
and you make the best of it. But, you mm-hmm. know, like I said, you, my mother used to say, been there, done that, got my T-shirt. And I said before earlier in the show, you know, because what I wanted mm-hmm. to do is uplift, encourage, and inspire. And even if I could just touch one person, and that one person was you calling in. And Amen. Amen. Thank Amen. You, you touch me. Amen. Thank you. You touch me. Okay. And I'm definitely gonna look you up. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna look oh. you up. I'm definitely gonna try to connect. I'm I definitely need help with paperwork. God is good. I don't know where to start and I'm just gonna I'm gonna be a weekly uh or what is it, daily broadcast, <laughs> weekly broadcast. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm on the air twice a week. I'm on Mondays at 12, and I'm on Tuesdays at 11:30. But then there's another young lady that I've been working with. Her name is Lyric, and she is a gospel rapper. So I've also mm-hmm. been working with individuals payment business, and she has me doing some things where we talk about uh, men mental health, talking about mental health awareness, suicide prevention. Mm-hmm. So there's been Mm-hmm. Like I said, if you want to guest on the show or you got a topic, you can talk about, let me know. Just mm-hmm. box me up. I sure will. Let me know. Because this I is a platform what a blessing. So, so I work in education. You, I have I have a wealth of that to bring. That's what for I work in I've been in education for thirty three years. Um mm-hmm. I enjoy, you know, giving others information. So I work right now currently at a, a university close to my home. Um mm-hmm. I have worked in the community college sector for twenty seven years. I have worked primarily with foster youth who have been in the system who has had to navigate the system and helping them navigate and helping them to be able to know how to get in touch and tap in with their social workers, ILP coordinators, mm-hmm. and our mm-hmm. probation officers. So sometimes they don't come through DCFS. Sometimes they come mm-hmm. through probation, but also mm-hmm. helping students that are or people that are interested in completing just simply applications to go to college, um, helping you complete a FAFSA, helping giving you the information of the language that maybe they're speaking and you don't quite get, maybe helping you tap into various uh, grants that are out there, getting in touch with, you know, um, different avenues and resources to connect, you know, especially, like I said, foster youth to housing and other programs that can help them. Oh, my gosh, you have no idea. Yes, this will be perfect for me. Because I've been hearing that some individuals are saying that they're being told now because they were told before that if they were in the foster care system, that they would be eligible to go to a four-year university, which was like a Cal State University. Now they're being told that you have to do one year, but it has to be as a teenager. So I don't know if that's true or not. So if a person was in foster care as a baby, and let's say from a baby to age 10, and then would they still be eligible for that funding? Because the, the sad part I thought, is, mm-hmm. what were you going to say? Uh-huh. I was going to say the sad part is, is that if you were, say they were in care from age one, from newborn to one years old to 10 years old, and then they get adopted. And they get adopted mm-hmm. and they are adopted until their 18th birthday. And then that adoption falls apart after that or whatever it dissipates. Yeah. 
they have a right to, to then go back to the courts and petition to have their case reopened and come back through the system because now they're eligible for care until their 21st birthday. But the stigma with the school thing, the situation is, is that they have to have been in foster care up until their 18th birthday to qualify for certain mm-hmm. grants and certain things like the Chafee grant. That's an additional $5,000 a year for mm-hmm. students that stayed in care until there was 18 and beyond. So they can go beyond 18 right. to 21 because now you can continue that on until that point. But if you were adopted before, you know, and say you're what, but if your adoption failed and you went back into the system, say you got adopted at 10, but at 13, you went back into the system because they just, you was just too much for them. And you went back into foster care. And so from there until your 18th birthday, you're good. As long as you turn 18 and you were awarded the court. But if you were adopted or you were with a, uh, in a different situation, then no, you don't qualify. Even if you were a legal guardian, then you still qualify. But if you were adopted, that would now, be no. Well, thank you for sharing that information because that gave me some clarity because I was a um, a term provider in San Diego County. So I, I worked with children mm-hmm. and adults that were trying to reunify with their children. And that's some valuable mm-hmm. information because I don't know that because years ago, and I was a social worker back in the 90s, and, the, you know, there was mm-hmm. a real bad problem before they started doing the CANS assessment with individuals reaching the age of majority, or the, the majority, but the, the, reaching age 18, and then they will become homeless or, you know, mm-hmm. go back to their family and back up in the same situation. So, you know what we need to do is show about that next week. What you, what you think about that? Trying to that help somebody that essentially what's happening with COVID and education, with there being a high dropout rate and they're losing a lot of kids in the educational system. And a lot of kids are afraid to go back to school now because of COVID and social learnings and all of that. So let's talk about that next week. Okay. That sounds so great. You, and then the other thing is, uh-huh. The other thing is that they were saying, yes, mm-hmm. we do. We really do. And I'd be definitely interested hey, I'm here, I have a plethora of information. And the other thing is I heard you say that they can't go to college, they can't go to a four-year, they can. What they're doing for kids that were not able to obtain a high school um, education, they have now allowed them to go to college without having to bring in proof that they graduated from school. So they have ways to get them in. Then they have programs like disabled student programs that will help and aid them in their learning from the beginning. I don't care if they're starting off at a – you know, a, a grade school education to bring them up to par to where they need to be. Mm-hmm. And there's financial aid, financial assistance for that. There's so much. And so they don't have to worry about, say, they grabbed, they dropped out of school because they went to 10, 10 foster homes. And in 10 foster homes, mm-hmm. they were moving around and around, so they never got that high school education. They can still go to school now and get grants to go to college. Wow. Before well, they used to have to provide a, um, a diploma. Now they don't. Yeah. Exactly. Well, thank you for sharing that information. And we ran out of time. So if you've been on listening, that's some good information. I wrote your number down, and you can get um, Google my name because I don't want to just give my personal cell phone out, but uh, mm-hmm. my office number, which is 714-992-1677. And then because the calls are forwarded to my personal cell anyway, then I'll give you my personal cell phone number. And we'll go from there, and we'll okay. talk about this. Week. So this is some good information that people can oh, get. Oh, I know what I did. 
I didn't say okay. I, I got your number, but it didn't go. It didn't stay in there. 714 994 No, no, 992-1677. Okay? Okay. I got a Thank a you. Session. I got to do All right, thank you very much. Talk okay, later. thank you. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 